Herzog, author of Why We Love Star Wars, host of Pop Rock and Radio on Mixcloud, and I'm on the Atomic Podcast, where Ephraim blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Genoa City, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman. My guest today needs no introduction. Author, broadcaster, comedian, all-around beautiful gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, the pit boss, the legendary Ken Knapsack. Ken, welcome back, brother. How has it been for you? Holy! It's been too long, Mr. Guzman. It's been too long since we strolled the streets, the mean streets of New York City, but here we are. I know. <laughs> we will always have New York. Uh, that's our special place. <laughs> Six, yeah, six years ago, the Facebook memories came up this past week, man. I, I happened to be in New York uh, six years after doing some comedy out there. And, uh, yeah, six years from New York Comic Con 2015. Crazy, man. Crazy. I know. Last time we hung out together was like six years ago. We went to the McKintrick Hotel. Did you hit any yeah. spots while you were out there? Did you hear any? We, were, uh, we, we did. Uh, it was it was a fun work trip. A lot of comedy down at the New York Comedy Club in the East Village. And then we did... Um, uh, a Schmodown event uh, I was a part of uh, over at the Roulette Theater in Brooklyn on Saturday night. But I was trying to get to the McKittrick again, but it, we just didn't have time. And after the shows, you know, people there, everyone wants to, to drink. So we just went up to uh, a couple of spots locally in East Village and had some fun till about four in the morning every night. Wow. See, that's epic. You see, that's what I miss about New York is because it's like the nightlife. California, yeah. I think, is the same way, too, with the nightlife pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. New York is <laughs> New York seems to be a little more concentrated. I had just been in Las Vegas the three weeks prior, and I'll tell you what, we had a wilder time in New York than Vegas, and I love Vegas, so no shade on Vegas, but it was it was a, it was a trip, man. Wow, New York got mad props from you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time we talked, you know, you were talking, you know, you you know, you you did the book. Congratulations yeah. on that. Um, what yeah. are the results of all that? Like, how did you do with the book? Uh, I am rich and famous. I'm talking to you <laughs> on a bed of money uh it's crazy no uh the book uh, uh jokes aside it was, it was fun to challenge to put together uh, trials and tribulations to get it out there and i love it i'm just really proud of it uh why we love star wars by mango publishing and uh you know book authors uh, you know no one's gonna get not everyone's gonna get uh, rich uh write books but that's not why i did it obviously i, I did it to have something out there i'm really proud of it and still uh, connect with fans over it uh so it's a great time man Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, and um, I know you're part of the uh, G the GPA now. Um, congratulations on that. Um, yeah. we haven't talked since I believe. Wow, we talked. What was the last? Because it was COVID wasn't in effect as of yet, right? When the book was coming out, like no, no, no. Yeah, the book came out in 2019. Yes, we were there around then. So yeah, yeah, it's been it's been. Uh, and I've been on prior to that, right? Yes, yeah, but it's been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So how did that come about? Because it's now it's like you know everybody has their own you know Roca. Everybody has their own thing. Like how did the GPA come about? Uh, the GPA came about because, like you said, uh, a lot of people were working for companies in the mid 2010s on the, on the internet channels, and and that doesn't necessarily work all the time. It's it's hard to maintain that. Um, so we all kind of 
uh, had to go our separate ways. You know, quite frankly, some of us, a lot of us, I was part of the group that was laid off from Collider. And mm-hmm. It's just the way of the game. It's no one's fault. It's just, it's tough. It's more, it's a little bit better for individuals to make a, a headway on YouTube and podcasts. And and sometimes those networks don't always uh, hold up. It's, it's just the infrastructure um, sometimes uh, is a house of cards. And other times it's, it takes a lot of money to keep the lights on, especially if you're in L.A. or other places. So, yeah, out of that. Um, we started working with Eric Bass, the band Shinedown, and uh, uh, we he even fans of some of our work on Collider, and then just kind of said, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And maybe I can help you get a space to do some work. And um, you know, so we we're doing that. It's uh, YouTube's always a struggle, but uh, we got some production company stuff we're doing. And then behind that, we just launched our uh, our Kickstarter for our board game Futility, the actual game of Living. Um, which is uh, still going on. We hit our we hit our main goals, but we're trying to hit some stretch goals. So uh, that's still out there. You can search for that on on uh, Kickstarter. And it's just been a lot of fun trying to uh, you know get some new newer type of stuff out there for us, as opposed to just all the YouTube shows you you've seen us on before. Yeah. So definitely talk about the Kickstarter because I know you're promoting that. So um, you know, people who you know everything now is like the digital age where everybody has an Xbox, the the, the PS5 and the Fortnites and whatnot. What could draw what could draw people to an old school game? First of all, I love that you you uh you got some gray in your beard like me, and we're, we're talking about kids these days and the Fortnite. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, what, I, I do find, like, a lot, I don't know what it is, uh, uh, New York, I don't know, but I, and I know you're uh, out there in Wisconsin now, so I don't know, It was there's a lot of bars in L.A. when you go in there and they have just a large selection of board games, and people drink and they play and they have fun and they eat food and laugh and joke just like you would at your house as a kid with your friends, and when you grow up with board games is the only form of entertainment, um, and I'm not going to say there's a movement for it to, uh, that, that's brought it all back, but tabletop games of all kinds have been yeah. you know, popular and, and the, the D&D stuff, a lot of that stuff blown up, companies like Critical Role and, and Hyper RPG along the way. So uh, out of that just kind of came the simple idea from Josh Makuga to, um, you know, what if we created a board game? Just a simple, straightforward, classic board game with a modern modern twist, and, and that's what we got going on. It's like a, one of those uh, raunchy kind of card games uh, meets a classic game like life or something like that and uh we settled on futility the actual game of living and uh we just kind of have uh have a lot of fun playing it so we decided let's let's get it out there yeah what is it like inspired by cards against humanities and other like adult card games like that or whatnot yeah a little bit it doesn't necessarily go that uh raunchy but it it can be funny and and it can and, and it's realistic um but then we wanted, you know, the old classic. I grew up playing Monopoly and Sorry and, and uh, Life, of course. And so we just, we love that kind of feel yeah. for the game. And it's not too complicated. I love role-playing games. I love those a lot. I love playing Mansions of Madness with some of my friends. That kind of stuff is great. But this is just straightforward. Roll dice, play the game, wow. laugh. Wow. Like, I'm thinking about it. Like, the last time I played, like, a board game, it actually was Life and Sorry and um, Jenga. I think those are the last, like, you know, and I played that, I think, last week. I played, you know, they have the, the big Jenga where, like, the like it's the size of your kneecap. Like, it's that tall. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, those are good to have, like, physical games like that. Do you think, um, is it more for, like, I want to say, like, uh, like our age group, you think? Or could it be, like, teenagers could play this, too? Like, well, well, I think the game, the, the, the classic version of the game, if you will, yeah. uh, is, is probably... 18 and up type of thing. Gotcha. I, mean, I don't know, wherever you're up. But, 
but we have uh, we're trying to hit these expansion um, stretch goals on Kickstarter because we're going to release other packs. So there's going to be one inspired by movies, one inspired by sports, and oh. we also have one that's like a junior high inspired one about life in junior high. So it can go all over, and you know who knows? Maybe one day we can do like life in an old folks home. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> It's just life. It's it's the actual game of living and, and the futility that that is. So uh, it can go anywhere. Wow, that's awesome. And, and this is all um, Josh's brainchild? Is all, all you collaborated with this together, right? This was, I mean, uh, it, it definitely came out of Josh's mind. Uh, he really wanted I, I would not have at any point suggested, hey, let's let's do a board game. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have. And, I, and I've, <laughs> I've, written, uh, I've written for some card games before. I, there's a couple... Uh, card games out there that have some of my writings in them and you know that kind of stuff is fun but i, I wouldn't have done that but he wanted to do it he, he was driving force behind it and and we found it was you know we're, we're come from the comedy world and the writing world um and the filmmaking world and you know in our minds let's have a concept let's sell the concept and make it right like like you were making a movie or something yeah and we upon researching it while that's possible we discovered that you no know, the entire industry is kind of fueled by crowdfunding so we settled on Kickstarter, but you know Parker Brothers, Hasbro, a lot of those companies, they go to crowdfunding first because they want to see who's actually interested in the game, and they'll and they'll cater to that audience and super serve them. So uh, once we kind of discovered that, we were like, well, this seems like a no brainer, and, and here we are. We we have hit our main goals, but we got a long way to go. Well, congrats! You already hit the main goals. Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, we hit, we hit it. But that's just the uh, 500 base level games, the, the the classic version, if you will. But yeah, we're looking to hit those stretch goals and and add more card packs and, and more versions of the games to uh, to uh, what the people take home. Wow, that's awesome, Ken. Ken, you're always thinking. You're always coming up. You know doing things and and concepts and podcasts and everything man and how do you keep afloat man you know you have casterly talk you have the podcast author gamer like you know what yeah. like how did like I, I know and congratulations on your social life man congrats because i haven't even talked last time i talked to you you were single you know what i'm saying like yeah. now you're in a relationship like holy crap yeah. you know like, yeah, last, one of the last times following new york you were trying to you know get me to come back out to new york to meet some of your friends Because, you know, I even talking to you when you was doing your security gig, like you had a steady freaking job and, you know, you had insurance. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that before. You had insurance. You had you was you were yeah. stable. But 
it, you wasn't fulfilled, you know, like even though you had a security, a job security, you had make, you had, you had good money, you had insurance, you could go to the doctor anytime you want, you wasn't fulfilled because you creatively, you was just stifled, right? And then there's like, you know, you, this is like, even though it's probably is a, a struggle, it's hard, you, you're in different directions now, but you're content because this is what you want to do, right? You're 100% right, my friend. You're 100% right. Um, look, I had a great job for 17 years as a public safety director yeah. and was just about ready to get promoted to a regional position when I took the job to go work for Defy Media, uh, assigned to their Screen Junkies brand. And, um, and, you know, and there's been challenges along the way. Make no mistake. And, yeah, you're right. Now, right now, I'm not sure two months out how I pay my bills. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the way a lot of people are. And uh, I left some security, literally, like not just the job, but financial yeah. st stability. Not necessarily. I wasn't thriving, but I knew where the checks were coming from. <laughs> but, yep. it, it, it's, but it's what you said, man. Like, I have a friend of mine who kind of left the comedy game a while ago, and he's got a great job, and he's got a big promotion. And he was telling me, to, he, didn't, he didn't tell me the number, but he said, when they offered me the number, I fell out of my chair. And I took oh. it, and I said, I, I said to him, I said, you know, man, you're winning. You're doing so good, you're winning. He goes, you know, what I mean? there's not a day, not a day that I don't look across at what you're doing, Ken, and think, man, I wish I was doing that instead. Which is grass is greener for both of us, right? Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, despite the struggles, and I don't want anyone to, to think otherwise, it's if you're trying to podcast or living out there, it's a struggle at times, uh, unless you launch like an ASMR YouTube channel. I guess. Um, <laughs> It's a struggle, and yeah. uh, it can hurt. It can try you, but at the end of the day, I go to bed happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, it boggles my mind because, like, you know, everybody has a creative outlet. Like you were saying, ASMR, the mukbang videos, and yeah. you know, people who who, are, who watch 90 Day Fiance, they're they're got YouTube channels, and people watch them all day. It's just insane. Where sometimes creativity happens by accident, and sometimes you create that creativity. So it goes uh -huh. hand in hand. Um, in your case, like. You know, it's like the total opposite. Like, you know, like, like I said, you was going to be a regional freaking manager, man. Like, you was, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're you're great now, but, like, for, like, for the average Joe, like, shit, I wish I had what he had. Like, damn, he's, he's going places. Yeah. But, you know, your creative juices were flowing, and you're like, no, this is not me. This is not who I want to be, you know? Look, I've told, I've told Serena, who knows, I don't know if I told the story when I was on your show back, back in the day, but, like, yeah, man, like, the day I was turning in my resignation to go work for Defy, and I'd already said yes, I could have said no, I could have pulled back the, <laughs> the letter of intent, yeah. but the day I was submitting my resignation to my company, my boss showed up and offered me, unbeknownst, he did not know what was going on, he came down to offer me a regional job, which would have been a, a $30,000 a year increase, and um, I said no, and I, I just, he just knew right away, he says, you're quitting, aren't you? I said, yeah, I'm quitting, and, um, and I, had some friends, I had some friends tell me not not to quit. I had some friends tell me I'm crazy. I had some friends say, and they're, they're well-meaning friends, but there's no, no, you, you take the job, take take the regional job, don't do not do this YouTube uh, producing job, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, guess what? That regional job, three months later, would have been laid off. The company uh, sold the contract, so there you oh, go. Holy shit. See, everything happens for a reason, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Indeed. But, it, but I'm sure they were looking at you like, holy shit, what? You got one for that? Like, go for it. Like, are you crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they said. That's exactly what they said. And again, well-meaning people. It is what it is. Uh, but uh, uh, I got some great advice from uh, a friend of mine who since uh, passed away um, who told me the story of uh, he was an LAPD detective and, and his partner, um, 
his partner uh, in the car uh, quit the quit the force to go be a touring drummer uh, in his brother's band because that's why he had moved to L.A. But it just didn't work out, so mm-hmm. he joined the police department. and And my friend told him, he says, if, if if that risk to be the drummer doesn't pay off, you can always come back to an agency, whether it's this one or not. There's always going to be a job for you in this field. Uh, this isn't what you came here to do. Go chase your dreams. That that band, uh, his brother was this performer by the name of Bruno Mars. Oh, and, uh, guess what? He's not on the he's not on the job now. He's still drumming and doing quite well. Wow, <laughs> isn't that funny? Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Ken, um, speaking about you and being, are are you considering? Because I know it was it was uh, it was a tough process. Are you considering writing another book? I would look. Yeah, I would love to. Considering's a great word. Even it's a great <laughs> word. Considering. <laughs> I don't know if I am, but I'm considering. Okay. Um, there's some follow-up ideas. There's some follow-up ideas that I've had uh, for uh, a Star Wars-related book, and uh, I haven't come to, you know, I haven't gotten fully behind them. The publisher is not fully behind them yet, and I also haven't fully formed them. It's hard. It takes a lot of work, and right now, I don't with my schedule, I just don't have the time, um, which. It's unfortunate, um, but I, you know, you never know. And I, I would love to. I'd, lo- I'd love to have another one out there. Uh, just when, when the opportunity, when the right idea presents itself, uh, we'll take it. We'll do it. But yeah, um, it's, yeah it's a lot of work, uh, hard work. No, no secret about it. And had a couple breakdowns during the writing process. It, it challenges you, but wow. that's uh, that's what I loved about it. So we'll do it again someday. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't know you had breakdowns. Wow! I'm sorry about that. Oh man. Ah, it's part of the process, yeah. man. It's part of the part of the creative process. You think you you could write? I know how to write. Um, but then you get to the page sometimes and you're like, it's not even a writer's block. It's just your soul crushes and you don't know what to do. So, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Had a good time, but a good editing team, a good, uh, good lead editor for Mango Publishing, Hugo, who kind of walked me through it. And, uh, friends like Alicia Malone and some other folks, uh, Jason Inman, who was writing a book around, around the same time as me for the yeah. same company. So we got, you get through it, you reach out, you know, and, and you get through it. Yeah. Is there anything like you learned then that if you, if you were considering to write a book that you will learn now, like to incorporate? Mm, yeah. Um, Make sure the editing's a little cleaner. Uh, one of the biggest disappointments I have with the with the book, and I, I, it's a small one, but um, some of the copy editing, uh, some of the balls got dropped. It just happens, and yeah. uh, there's a couple factual errors uh, that that got into the book. That as a Star Wars fan, I know one's just a straight up typo, wow. uh, and it's unfortunate. But in starting the world of Star Wars, you're up late at night with a nightmare that people are going to think you're a fraud just because uh, uh, a typo got through. Um, so I would take the time. And we did. We took time. There's editing teams, but it just happens. And, and when I recorded the audiobook version, the guy in, in the booth, he goes, you would be amazed at the big books that have big typos. Don't feel bad. It's just the way it is. But uh, that other than that, creatively, no, I, you know, this thing is I could go back. I could rewrite that same book. Uh, different, entirely different right now. I'd, I'd never be happy with it. Like George Lucas with Star Wars, never be, never be happy with it. Always want to tinker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to add some CGI to it or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll add a special edition chapter. Yeah. Um, also, um, how's everything? Are you still involved with the Schmodown? Hands-on like that or not really as you was before? Not, not, yeah, not really. Not really hands-on uh, hands at all. Uh, hands-off, indeed. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. After you yeah. know, after I got laid off uh, at Collider, I wasn't there. You know, that showdown had become part of the regular work week. It was yeah. what we did on Fridays. And, yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun, and and I love the announcing stuff. Me and Alice uh, have a ball doing it. Uh, as the showdown kind of grew, and I wasn't around regularly. Um, the game kind of passed me by, so I slipped into managing, which I, I could use my skills as a former wrestling manager to talk out the storylines yes. and get the stories across. And, and that was fun, but then that too started to change where they needed a little bit more out of the managers actually needed them to manage, and I just didn't have the desire for that. And uh, and I, so I kind of left and I retired. But over the last year, well, it's actually probably been the last five, six months, uh, I just kind of uh, slowly slipped back into pinch hit for some matches uh, i hosted the pre-show out in brooklyn with brad gilmore um, so that i'll never compete again never manage again but i'll be around it i'm an alumni i'm like when uh, wwe would bring out like mean gene oakland or someone at the you know uh, hall of fame ceremony and i wave and i wave and I go back. <laughs> um speaking of the wrestling analogies since we're getting into it um I think the last time we were talking, like, AEW was like, no, AEW is now a thing now. What are your thoughts on AEW, and are, do you watch the products occasionally, or when you get a chance? I don't I don't watch any wrestling at all right what? now. What? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But here's the thing. I love it, and I actually keep up on it. Um, I can tell you some of the comings and goings in AEW and WWE, because I look at it every day, I follow the people on Instagram. I'm still pals with Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the business. I love wrestling. It's just, that's that kind of happens every now and then. You just, you kind of start watching, and, and Raw, when Raw went to three hours, it's just, I found myself just, uh, you know, it's a couple of years now, but, like, I found myself just starting to fast forward the entire show. Yeah. Um, which isn't I, you know, that people could take that negative to the product. It isn't. It's just it's a long time to sit down weekly and watch wrestling when there's a lot of things going on. So I just kind of slowly moved away. But I, I'll, I'll catch a pay-per-view. But like I said, I, I, I always know, like, Punk returning and Daniel Bryan returning. And all this kind of, I'm always aware of it. I'm, I think with social media, you can kind of follow things and just kind of get the highlights. And, um, you know, I, I encourage people to watch and follow wrestling. Uh, I'll, I'll be back to it again. It's not. It's, it's just kind of... You know uh, the way it is, but I love that AEW is doing so well. I love that it's presenting an actual challenge to the Fed. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a WWE fan. I, I will never not be a WWE fan. I, I love what they do, and, and I love how big it got. It is it is wrestling to a lot of people, for, for better or worse. Um, and the old school ways can't always stick around. But AEW is doing great. Uh, the talent's doing great, and, and I just I love I love the the folks in wrestling having more chances to get work and get jobs that's just that's good to the business yeah let me tell you recently i went to my first aew event at the panther center in milwaukee and let me tell you i've never I, i've been to baseball games i've been to wwe i've never right. been to a place where you know i had good seats um the right. it was electric i've never been to a place where beer and all the merchandise were sold out like i just got two beers and that was it all the beers were sold out like oh that's my god crazy. and not even baseball does that like what yeah. the hell you know it's uh look it's great it's <laughs> yes. great it's it's it shows that people are engaged and yeah. and i i like what AEW's doing i'm not like I said, i'm not super super um uh i, I don't 100 percent know every 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 angle every story but you yeah. know i know they're kind of giving the talent the chance to just go out and tell their stories yeah uh and i think that's proven to be successful over the course of history of wrestling and no matter what you do in the ring big spots or old school kind of slow wrestling it doesn't matter to me it's the story you're telling and the personalities you're getting over and I th they're doing a great job 
Yeah, I know it's it's awesome, man. Like, well, at least you know you keep track with like the internet and whatnot, and you know you pretty much like it's like watching a soap opera. You don't watch a soap opera for months. You watch one episode, you get a recap of everything. So it's like the same type of thing. You know, you get a recap of what's going 100%. on. Hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Love it. Good way to look at it. Yeah, and Ken, um, not 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 to get too personal, but um, from single Ken. To relationship, Ken. Um, how, how how are the two different? Like what? Like like what have you learned about yourself being in a relationship since when you was when you were single? Yeah, this is uh, this is the best version of me. Uh, this yeah. Is, um, and it's uh, always uh, you know you want to try to grow and you want to try to move forward. But yeah, it just was um, uh, came at the right time in my life. It yeah. Came kind of out of uh, out of the mist. It just kind of emerged, and uh, I don't. I think neither of us were really looking for that um i think both of us that story kind of uh, for various reasons uh, her her reasons hers and mine mine um had kind of stopped and given up on the idea of love and relationships at least for now and, and you knew me i can make yeah. jokes but i was i was a little hard on my sleeve uh, broken-hearted kind of guy yeah um it, it could be a little tough uh, you know i was uh, i went through some stuff man you know but like yeah um all the time my head, all the time my heart, and uh, yeah, it's just great to have that uh, that base. Uh, love is, uh, as you know, love isn't always about flowers and fireworks. It's about a, a home, a safe spot, and uh, and that's what we got going on. So it kind of worked out. Uh, we're we're permanently engaged. No no plans to uh, actually officially get married. We're just gonna kind of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell this for, for a long time. <laughs> play it by ear. That's what I always say. Play it by ear. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome, Ken. And Ken, what else you got going on besides that? What else? What else is going on with you, Cre- uh, you know, creatively? You know. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's um, uh, I just came back. The reason I was in New York is I'm doing stand up again. Which, um, you know, the last time we had uh, really talked, I think I dabbled in a, a little bit coming back. But uh, um, stand up's always been of all the things I've done, and, and some things are more successful than others. But I, I'm always, I always feel I'm pretty good at what I try. Um, you know whether or not I get over the hump uh, to to make it a career or success is it could vary, but stand up has been always the one thing that I loved and I loved to hate. Um, but um, you know, like I, I I just thought I was done. I and not not done in the um, I tried that, but done in the I was defeated. And Mark Ellis, uh, working with him over the years at Schmoes, and you know he only got bigger and bigger and better and better as a comic and. He just knew how to how to slowly just say, "Hey, if you want, the show's here. If you want." He never said you have to come back. Never said you should come back. Never said do you want to come back. Just said, "Hey, if you want it, I got a spot for you." And yeah. slowly but surely, uh, it worked out. I uh, started co-hosting some shows with Josh McCuga live on stage, and that kind of shook the muscles loose, shook the cobwebs loose, and um, and yeah, there you go. Boom! I was uh, I was back in action. We just had two great shows out in New York. We're gonna be out Washington D.C. in December for four days. Uh, we'd love to get out to Milwaukee sometime yeah. out there, that way. Um, we're having a lot of fun. Ellis is a very generous uh, headliner to bring me with him for a lot of big shows, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. Wow, that's that's awesome. And then, like, you know, getting that spot, like, how do you feel? Like, you know, it's probably, like, a dumb question, but, like, how do you feel, like, you know, especially headline, you know, being in New York, being in Washington, like, like, the, the, like the, does it do something for you differently than doing podcasting? Like, is there a different kind of juice that you get from the crowd laughing, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I love broadcasting, and I just, uh, like I said, I launched my music show, getting back to my radio roots. I'm actually on the radio in Pennsylvania on the weekends. Uh, I record um, a, a shift for a station, Hall of Fame Music Radio. That's a different muscle. Writing's a different muscle. Um, but stand-up, 
it, it's that performance side, and, and I love that juice, I love the energy, and it's just, uh, it's hard. And I, you know, I, I've had a couple failures uh, recently, and I've had some big shows. The New York shows were just wonderful and amazing the success, and uh, for, for all the comics involved that night. And, and it just, it's, it's, you know what it is, even, it's an extra gear to shift to. Mm. Um, it's a gear that not everyone uh, has, you know, not everyone can be a great comic or can get on stage, but we have it, uh, Mark and Harloff and that kind of gang, and it's fun to shift the car into that gear and remind yourself that you can do it. Yeah, it's funny because Harloff is getting back into it now, and uh, you're into it. It's just, you know, it's like everybody's finding their creative juices later on in life too. It's like it's almost like yeah. you know, the opportunity is there. You got to take advantage of it because opportunities don't come so often nowadays. You know, with everything yeah. going on, you know, it's just hard. Yeah, he got he got je- he was jealous of my success. He he saw me getting on stage, and Harloff was like, "Damn it, I gotta get back out there." <laughs> Uh, see, Ken, I, what I love about you is you always walk to the beat of your own drummer, man. Like, you're your own uh, person, you know? That's what yeah, I love about the, you. The drummer has uh, lost one stick, and he's uh, marching in a circle, but yeah. But you see, but you're not marching alone now. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, when when is um, um, Plug GPAs, when is it on? Like, when is when you guys stream on YouTube? When is it on? Uh, yeah, it's a, we got... Uh, um, podcast and youtube stuff there so you can find good people association and uh, we aren't the good people you out there watching are uh and uh, we got a, a daily show hosted by josh mccuga monday through friday he's got his game show on uh fridays and then tuesday we got a movie show with mark riley i currently don't have uh, anything on there uh working on some other things but um that's there then we have podcasts uh as well uh, the big thing I'm working on is getting Casterly Talk, my Game of Thrones podcast, um, which never went away. It just kind of was, uh, we just doing, uh, you know, doing our own thing in our little corner. But with House of the Dragon coming back, we're getting ready to do that. So uh, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. And that's, yeah. that, and that's through the GPA. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the, the little mini trailer of House of the Dragon? Looks pretty good, right? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I can't wait for the series. Uh, I think they picked the right one. And uh, I know they tried with uh, the other series that Naomi Watts was starring in, uh, the pilot that didn't get picked up called Blood Moon. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll see something like that. But this is the right one. Uh, that section, I'm a big fan of that uh, history book that George R. R. Martin wrote um, called Fire and Blood, Volume 1, The History of the Targaryens. And uh, the Dance of Dragons, the Targaryen Civil War, the Blacks versus the Greens, this mm-hmm. is what the story's about. It's fantastic, and I think it's going to make for great television with Ryan Condal and, and Miguel Sapochnik co-show running. Sapochnik was the director on so many big uh, battle scenes and episodes uh, in the last four or five years of Game of Thrones. I, I just think it's going to be... Uh, an amazing show. That trailer just kind of confirm uh, confirm my hopes. Yeah, um, Ken, have you ever thought about doing the singles YouTube show by yourself? Like, you ever thought about something like that, or that's not something in the cards for you? A, a singles YouTube show? Explain. Like, you want me to go on dating apps? No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know how like Roker has his own thing. Like, you ever thought about doing yeah. your own, like uh, a Ken Natsock uh, show? Yeah, yes, yes, and, and something like that uh, might happen soon, to, to be honest with you. What? Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, well I, literally, you, what, what was that word you used? Considering. <laughs> you're, you're considering, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, it, it might be, uh decided to put a lot of effort and energy into GPA over the last year, but, um, I, you know, when I got laid off from Collider in 2018, man, I, I wasn't prepared, yeah. um, and that actually was a good thing, because I didn't have... Other than some podcasting gear, you know, I didn't know how to stream from home. I didn't know how to make that work. And now I do. 
and I'm still not the best technically, but I can make thumbnails. I taught myself a lot of those things, and I do a lot of the thumbnails at GPA, and I can run the board. And actually, for a while, oddly enough, I, I don't think people know this, um, when uh, the former uh, technical director of Screen Junkies, JTE, left and moved to Wisconsin. Yeah, I came back. Um, yeah, we talked about back. that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I actually, they brought me in, and I actually ran the TriCaster for a lot of their shows. That I, that, wow. I was, no one really knew. I mean, a couple times they maybe mentioned it on air, but I, for about three, four months, Billy Patterson, the producer there, brought me back, and I was, uh, I was working pressing the button. So oh, wow. uh, I've learned learned those skills since getting laid off from Collider. So now I'm more prepared and I'm, I'm more in, in a better position to do something on my own so we'll figure that out see there's baptism under fire where you just had to figure it out because like yeah. all right like there was no fallback plan you just had to like figure it out how to do it well you know i come from again come from 17 years in a day job where not only was i the boss for a lot of it but i had a corporate structure you know a nine to five or for me i was salary on call but like you know you showed up you went you went to work and you went home and when I ended up going over to Defy and then later to to um, you know Complex Media for Collider, same yeah. kind of thing. It was there five days a week. We had jobs, you know, you, nine a.m. had to be there, meetings, all that kind of stuff. So I think my mindset was in the old old guard. So when I would go home, I would stop working, uh, right? I wouldn't. Just the Napsack Files podcast kind of fell off. Yeah. I was doing Four Center, but I wasn't doing comedy. I wasn't writing. I just was like, well, my job is my creative thing now, right? Right. Yeah. So cool. And I think I just got stuck in a rhythm. So when it, when it all got yanked out and I got pushed out of the plane, you know, no hard feelings because it was the best thing for me. Yeah. You know, like, you know, there's a lot of personalities. So you have the World Girls. You have Robert Meyer Burnett. You have John Campia. You have uh, um, Harloff. You have Roka. You have GPA. Um, what will be different, if you're still considering, what will be different with Knapsack? Well, about half those people are assholes, so I'm not that. Um, I'll tell you that. Um, it'll be it'll be myself. Uh, it'll be me. Uh, it, it'll be whatever I uh, I put out there. Um, you know, my sardonic humor. My uh, I have kind of a sincere irreverence now. I I changed a lot of what I do. Like the Napsack Files back in the day was like this: a great interview, and you're you're a great interviewer. Ephraim, you always have been, and you know how to get a good conversation flowing. And I used to love doing that for National Files, but now my podcast isn't that. It is a scripted um, uh, audio sketch show that's uh, satire uh, or me having a conversation with myself about the world. It's slightly intentionally uh, silly, at times intentionally stupid, and other times it's some of the, the most highbrow stuff I've done, and I'm putting a lot of effort into that. Unfortunately, it caused me to lose a lot of numbers, so not as many people are watching or listening, but that's fine. You do you do what you love. Um, but so whatever I end up doing with me in front of a camera, uh, not that people want to see my face, but uh, it'll it'll be me. It'll be whatever I do. It won't be about movies. I'm not, I'm not a big movie guy, not a big movie fan, so it'll be whatever uh, I figure out. It's crazy because you're always surrounded by people who love movies. You're not a movie guy. <laughs> well, I got I got miscast. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was the way out. Uh, yeah. And I do look. I do love the movies. I love. I do watch movies. But I just I never never uh, outside of a, about a two three year period in the late nineties. I've never I've never been like the giant movie buff. And uh, you know I've liked screenwriting. I love the movies. Again, I love the movies. I love. So if you want me to talk about those movies, I'll talk about them. But when it just the day to day movie news and everything, I never was into that. And but but schmoes or screen junkies and later collider. That was my 
my way out of the job and into something else. Uh. So of course I took it, and it wasn't I, I wasn't faking it. Big Star Wars guy, Game of Thrones guy. They used me for that content. The movie news stuff was fun, but. <laughs> You know, if you want me, hey, who's the upcoming indie director who, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I play MLB The Show all day. I don't care. Uh, I love it how you just keep it real. You're like, hey, that was my thing, but I did it. You know? like. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ken, um, promote your social media. Um, talk about the Kickstarter again, and yeah. um, let me know what else is going on. Love to, my friend. I'm so happy to do this with you here. Yeah, uh, easiest thing to do for the Kickstarter yeah. is to go to uh, uh, Kickstarter and search Futility, the actual game of living, uh, and you can link from there. Or you can go to our website, thegpa.fun. We should have a link on there. Okay. Um, yeah, or uh, you can just go uh, follow me uh, at Ken Napsock across all platforms, but my website is kennapsock.com. i got links to upcoming comedy shows. I've got all my podcasts and shows on there. I do a lot of stuff, all jokes aside. I do a lot of stuff, um, so it can get confusing, but that's your one-stop shop spot for all things Ken. Yeah. Um, maybe you, you don't know of any, if Mark and them are going to come to the Midwest, Chicago, or, or Wisconsin. You don't know of any dates of that? Nothing has... I, that I don't know, and, and, and I know Schmodown Live, um, you know, we were just in Brooklyn, um, I know they've got some shows planned. I've heard maybe Chicago, but I, like I said, I really, I don't, I'm an employee, barely an employee there, so I just go where they point me to. But um, if there's a comedy club in your uh, city, in Milwaukee, or like an improv, or whatever, but the best thing you can do is if, if there's a suggestion email box, or if you go to a show and there's a somewhere to, you know, t- a booker you can run into, just ask, hey, there's this comic, a headliner I'd like to see named Mark Ellis. And that's the best way, word of mouth. Uh, yeah. People going, you, you've got to bring this guy out here. Um, we'd come see him like that. That works more than us reaching out to the cities. Oh, okay. I didn't even thought about that. I didn't even thought about that. Like you just let them know, hey, like this is guy, this comedian Mark Ellis. Like you got to bring him out here, or whatever, and just like send yeah. an email suggestion. Okay. Yeah, it can work. It can work. It can work. I mean, we're always trying. You know, you know, we're always trying. But um, you work with the bookers and everything. But like that, that always helps. That always helps. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the legendary broadcaster of our era, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Napsock. Ken, thank you so much again, man, for coming on. It's been a couple of years. Hopefully, it won't be a couple of years again before we talk again. And um, good luck with the Kickstarter. Uh, absolutely. Kickstarter, get it. Fertility, the actual game of living. Thanks again, my friend. No problem. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.